0: kent online news
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast
0: nicola everett hello hope you're okay thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on another very hot wednesday july the 21st and i will have details on another weather warning for kent in just a bit but first today the home secretary is promising yet again to crack down on asylum seekers crossing the channel to kent Hundreds of people have arrived in the county over the past few days after making the dangerous journey, often in overcrowded inflatable boats. Priti Patel has signed an agreement with France to double the number of police officers patrolling their coast. We have absolutely been looking at what we can do at sea in terms of maritime tactics, All within the legal framework, absolutely within the legal framework of saving lives at sea and international maritime law. Last night, MPs backed a new immigration bill which makes arriving in the UK without permission a criminal offence. This is Home Office Minister Chris Philp. The public expects this house to protect our borders. They expect us to combat the dinghies crossing the English Channel and they expect us to remove those with no right to be here. This bill will deliver those people's priorities. It's thought a number of asylum seekers coming to Kent in this way this year has already topped 2020's record. Over 8,000 people have crossed the channel since January, which is more than during the whole of the previous 12 months. This Iranian man arrived on the coast yesterday. First of all, I have a family to feed.
2: Then I came here to
0: to continue my education.
2: Mm
0: What were you doing back in Iran? In Iran? They prevent me from do anything. Kay Marsh from the Samphire charity in Dover has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. She says the government needs to be more compassionate towards those risking their lives.
1: The new bill that she is proposing um, talks of detention centres in Rwanda, which is is just ridiculous cost to the taxpayer. What needs to be spoken about is a processing centre in northern France uh, where people can be processed without needing to get into the water. And then only people who have a legitimate claim to asylum will then be given safe passage to the UK. It's the only way. I think that they're coming at it from the wrong place. They're not coming at it from a place of empathy and compassion, they're coming at it from a very negative place despite what they say and that's where they're going wrong.
0: Well at Kent Online you can see video of some of those arriving on beaches in the county. Our reporter Sam Lennon has also spent the day on the coast and written about what it's like there as asylum seekers arrive. Councillor Jackie Mead represents Folkestone at Kent County Council and with the recent hot weather she isn't surprised there's been an increasing number of people arriving. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt, let the process go through and let's welcome them when they are finally
2: seen as asylum seekers and help them resettle and rebuild their lives.
0: Also related to this, has been a heated exchange today about whether the Home Secretary knew about guidance for housing asylum seekers before an outbreak of coronavirus cases at a former army barracks in Kent. The government placed hundreds of people at Napier Barracks in Folkestone, despite Public Health England advising against it. With the chair of the Home Affairs Committee, Yvette Cooper has been questioning official Matthew Rycroft about whether Pretty Patel was aware.
1: I I can't recall that. I'm I'm seeking to focus on uh, the big issue here, which is that... The the big issue
0: is you had an outbreak of 200 cases in dormitory accommodation, and anybody across the country could tell you that putting people into dormitories in the middle of a pandemic was going to be a risk. We will, of course, continue to keep you updated on the asylum situation. Kent Online News. At Kent Online today, you can see the moment a police officer saved a man from a burning building near Folkestone. (laughs) PC James Catamol has been praised by a judge for going into the property in Selinge in May this year after it was set alight. A colleague was able to smash a door so he could drag Christopher Payne to safety. The 57-year-old from Brook Lane was taken to hospital as a precaution and has now been jailed for four years after admitting arson. Clean-ups have been continuing in parts of Kent after thunderstorms caused flooding. Firefighters were called to deal with heavy rain in several parts of the county yesterday and there was a fire at a house in Gillingham. After it was struck by lightning. It's hot again today with amber warnings in force for other parts of the country due to the soaring temperatures. And forecaster Alex Deakin from the Met Office says this sort of thing is likely to become more common.
1: We've got very detailed information going back well over a hundred years in the UK. We can see it's it's been rising and it, it's more likely over the next few years, few decades, that we're going to see more extremes. All the computer models suggest that.
0: Well, more heavy rain is on the way for Kent to yellow, weather warnings been issued for the whole weekend. Forecasters say downpours could yet again cause further floods, travel disruption and power cuts. A Tunbridge man who bit and punched a toddler has been jailed for three and a half years. Ryan Lincoln Dust tried to claim the injuries and bruises were self-inflicted or accidental. The 24-year-old who lives on the high street was looking after the little boy in Dover at the time. A 22-year-old woman's also been given a suspended sentence for her part in the abuse. Three Kent Tory MPs have been found to have breached the code of conduct by trying to influence the trial of former Dover rep Charlie Elphick, who's in prison for sex offenders. The Common Standards Committee has been looking into the actions of his wife, Natalie Elphick, who took over his seat, along with North Annette Sir Roger Gale and Adam Holloway, who represents Gravesham. They've been told to apologise. Latest figures show coronavirus cases in Kent have risen by 70% in the space of a week. More than 5,300 people tested positive in the seven days to last Thursday. There have been 12 COVID-related deaths in the county since the beginning of May and 29 patients are currently in in hospital with the virus. Four of them are on ventilators.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Now, have you ever been wharf whistled while walking along the street? If you have, how did it make you feel? today, the Home Secretary's suggested street harassment like that could become a specific crime. It's, as we're told, a top police officer is going to be put in charge of protecting women and girls to help improve safety. It follows mass demonstrations following the death of Sarah Everard, who was kidnapped and murdered by a Met police officer from Kent. The Safeguarding Minister, Victoria Atkins, says children will also be considered to help improve attitudes. We very much want to work with education to ensure that we're teaching girls and boys really good, healthy attitudes in terms of relationships and how uh, they're treating each other. Well, we've been asking on our socials today what you think. On our Twitter poll on whether wolf whistling should be made at a criminal offence, 26% of you say yes, while almost three quarters say no. And here's what some of you are saying on Facebook. Lloyd Porter said, had a conversation with some girls at work years ago about this. They initially said they did not like it. So I then said, if you walked past a group of builders on scaffolding and they totally ignored you walking by, that would be fine with you question mark then they sort of backtracked and said well sort of no as we would then be worried that we didn't look nice or right Zena campbell added good luck supporting that in court no real evidence it's going to need an eyewitness for sure Michelle Carter-Smith says, no, nothing wrong with wolf whistle. People need to calm down on this sort of stuff and stop being offended all the time. And Lynn Buckingham-Oliver finally says, a wolf whistle is a compliment, in my opinion. Why should it be banned? We can still let us know what you think by commenting on the socials. Ten years after the body of a baby found dead in Ashford was exhumed for DNA testing, the Kent Online podcast has been told police are still no closer to finding her killer. Baby April was discovered at Singleton Lake in 1995 and it's hoped advances in technology will one day solve the crime. Almost 4,000 people were investigated in a bid to find her mother, but her parents have never been found. Smokers are being urged to light up outside to reduce the number of house fires in Kent. Even though the number of people smoking in the county has reduced, firefighters are still going to the equivalent of one smoking related fire every single week. In most cases, the blazes start when someone lights a cigarette, then gets distracted, falls asleep, or doesn't stub it out properly. Well, I've been chatting to group manager Steve Burwell from Kemp Fire and Rescue Service.
1: We tend to attend a smoke related fire once on average once a week. And our new campaign, Smoke Outside, Feel Safer Inside, is really about urging smokers to light up outside. So instead of smoking inside their homes, we're looking for them to step outside while they smoke to reduce the risk of the fire starting. So as I said, our crews really attend the equivalent of one smoking-related property fire every week. And we've seen that as a constant trend in recent years. So despite the overall numbers of smokers falling, we're still seeing that constant trend with smoking-related fires in the home. And that's often because smokers may very well become distracted um, or potentially discard cigarettes carelessly or still bin them while they're still hot, which is what creates these kind of accidental smoking-related fires. So by asking uh, the public to step outside and smoking outside, it tends to make smokers more alert and more aware to take care. So just that simple tweak to their routine can make a big difference. And it would also obviously reduce secondhand smoke for others in the household as well so there's a range of benefits from there. It seems quite
0: surprising that you're still going to, to that many smoking related fires as you say we know the number of people smoking has has rapidly decreased can you describe perhaps some of the things that you've seen that where a cigarette has started a fire?
1: No matter how the fire starts if fires do take hold and spread it can be quite devastating so unfortunately you do see that impact on people that's with their belongings you know their their household potentially um, being completely destroyed by fire Um, and and it's it's really you know it's really quite emotional to see um, you know members of the public in that situation where where they have had such a large impact um, you know to to their to their family homes you know and unfortunately often um, we also see that people have injuries whether that's smoke inhalation or potentially even worse you know we we have had um, a number of deaths from smoking-related home fires, unfortunately. Just in the last year alone, we've had six injuries and four deaths from smoke, uh, smoking materials-related fires, um, accidental fires in the home.
0: And you mentioned that perhaps these could start because smokers may get distracted or things like that. I think that the one we hear of quite a bit is people falling asleep, which just sounds absolutely awful when they're holding a cigarette maybe and it, it gets dropped and then starts a fire.
1: Absolutely, yeah, smokers tend to, you, there's the potential when you're smoking your home to feel very relaxed, you could fall asleep while smoking or carelessly discard. So we, you know, just by changing that habit and stepping outside, we are gonna make that environment much safer. Um, we do recognize that some people may have mobility issues and be unable to um, make their way outside of their property. So in that situation, we can offer a safe and well visits so we can send our safe and well teams to help do a risk assessment with uh, people in their homes um and there are a number of kind of range of preventative options that we we can provide that um, we can provide the customers with so whether that's uh, fire retardant blankets um fire retardant bedding and potential carpet spray as well to help reduce the likelihood that if a cigarette is dropped that it starts a fire so i would encourage you know uh, people that are unable to you know step outside during our smoking campaign to to arrange for a safe and well visit for my safe and well team and that number there is 0800 923 7000.
0: Wildlife campaigners are calling for those behind plans for new homes on the Kent coast to protect badgers that already live there. A planning application for 150 properties, a hotel and leisure centre on Prince's Parade in Hythe, has been submitted. It includes asking permission to build a new badger set, but residents say it's too close to a road and shows a disregard for wildlife. More than £30,000 has been raised in less than 24 hours to stop a restaurant near Whitstable from being sold. Chef Tom Kerridge and food critic Rayner are among those fighting to save Jojo's in Tankerton. Their lease is due to expire next year, but they're trying to stop the landlord selling the building. And thousands of you have been reading about this. An outdoor paddling pool in Faversham is going to reopen next week for the first time in nearly two years. It had to stay closed last summer because of the pandemic. Bosses say COVID safety measures will be in place with limits on capacity to allow for social distancing.
1: Kent Online Sports
0: we just two days to go until the opening ceremony. Graves boxer Shivon Clark says he's confident he can win a medal at the Tokyo Olympics. The 30-year-old heavyweight is in Japan for final preparations ahead of the Games and says he feels great despite all the COVID worries. I
2: think the guys have done the best they can do to make us feel comfortable. I mean, we have to um, stay in the, the hotel. We're not allowed to venture out. But I think with what we have, we, we've got a great setup. And i um, just looking forward to going to perform now. I'm clear, um, you know, obviously they're my teammates, so I hope they're, they're healthy, that's the main thing. But I'm just here to perform, man. and and um, as long as I'm, I'm healthy and able to perform, bring back a medal for myself, country and the family, everything's good. Of course it will be very, very damaging, um, you know, you want to be as sharp as you can, you want to do every prep session as you can, you don't want to miss out. But if it happens, you just have to get on with it and just prepare the best you can in the situation that you find yourself in. I feel very, very good. Um, our team as a whole, great. Um, I'm a little bit tired. The guys are a little bit tired because, you know, it's prep camp and you're trying to just get to every little corner. You don't want to miss anything. But other than that, I feel great. Um, psychologically, I feel great. And um, yeah, let's go and roll. To be honest, it's it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And when I qualified is when I kind of realised, yo, five years ago, you was a lorry driver. Man. He was driving around the country, jumping off to be accused and all of that. But Um, you know, it's thanks to my friends, uh, my coaches that's always believed in me, you know, when I was driving that lorry, I was enjoying life and they kind of nagged me back into boxing and once I got into boxing and I had that first fight and I thought, yay, I've done it, I've pleased you guys, I can go back to driving my lorry now and then straight after my coach was like, well, you know the championships is in two weeks, right, make sure you're ready and I was like, oh my God, but you know, they they saw something that I didn't, Uh, I had that. I went into that championships in 2016 and I won it and it's just been up and up from there. I'm very confident in my ability, I'm very fit and um, I'm willing to go all the rounds from zero to three minutes. I'm there all, all the way through. A dream Olympic Games, you know, just to be here is a dream. It, you know, it wasn't a lifelong dream but um, to, to be here is just amazing and to finish it off with a medal any medal, preferably a gold medal, but any medal will be amazing.
0: His first fight will be on Saturday. Football and Ebb's Fleet United have announced losses of 1.6 million pounds during the 2019 2020 season, which had to be cut short because of COVID. It follows a loss of around 2.6 million in each of their two previous campaigns. The club are currently in National League South. And Scott Lindsay has left his job as manager of Chatham Town, with just two weeks to go until the start of the new season. The club say he had an opportunity to work in in the Football League. Captain Jack Evans said he was the one who made him fall back in love with football again and they were lucky to have him in the first place. He added, gutted, but it's only right. We wish Scott all the very best. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk